At this point in the book of Ephesians, we've come to our mini-series in the middle of Ephesians, which is the relationship series. Last week, we talked about husbands and wives. Today, we're going to talk about parents and children. And next week, we're going to talk about employers and employees. So I want to start this morning with this thought. There's a phrase that exists um, that talks about the, the beauty of motherhood, and it says, The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, meaning the impact that a mother has on a child uh, will guide that child into society, and that child's going to impact society in some way. But I'd like to take that phrase this morning and expand it out to say, all parents who rock the cradle rule the world, meaning your job as a parent is of utmost importance. Uh, importance to not only to God, but to also our societies, our our town, our city, and commerce. The way we raise our children impact that. So this morning, we're going to be in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, and I'm going to read that. And kiddos up here on the front row, this morning, Paul, the guy that wrote this book, he writes something directly to you guys this morning, okay? Um, So I want you, as as I talk through the first part of the service, remember, this is not just a time where I'm talking to the old people behind you. I'm also talking to you guys this morning as well, okay? So let's read this verse, and kiddos, make sure you listen and hear what God says to you through this verse this morning. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. And it says this, Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. Which is the first commandment accompanied with a promise, namely that it will go well with you and that you will live long, live a long time on the earth or live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but raise them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Really good verses, really good uh, address to all of us. Right. And there's two main people it speaks to. First, it speaks to children. Then it speaks to Fathers, in parentheses, parents. So let's start off with kiddos. Kiddos, what do we notice in that passage? What did it command you guys to do? It says right off the bat, children, obey your parents. Is that super easy? Okay, I hear some yeses, and I'm sure some of the parents are like, uh, I don't think so, right? Yeah, obey your parents. It's pretty simple, right? That's the command that God gives us. But we got a question. Why is it that God would want us to obey our parents? So I think, kids, think about this. God expects something out of you. God expects something out of you. How does that make you feel that God would say to you, hey, I want you to do something? That's pretty big, right? Sometimes kids are treated like, hey, kids aren't, we don't really, uh, kids are supposed to be seen and not heard. We don't want you guys to do anything. Just set off to the side and don't talk. But God says, no, I want kids to do something. I have a plan for kids. I have a plan for children. And he says to you guys, obey your parents because he expects something out of you, right? Your parents were not an accident. God gave your parents to you for a reason. Your mommy and your daddy are your parents for a reason. He gave you them for a purpose. And also in this, God's not treating you like a baby, right? All of you maybe have a little brother or sister, a baby sister. They don't really do much, right? So we don't command babies to do things. So God, in this passage, he's not treating you guys like babies, right? He's treating you like big kids, like little adults saying, hey, here's something for you to do. So God expects something. 
He expects you to treat your parents in a certain way. He says, I want you guys to obey your parents. So God expects you to obey your parents. But also I want you to think about this. God takes care of you through your parents, right? God takes care of you through your parents. I'm guessing most of you live at your parents' house. I'm guessing most of the time your parents put food on a table in front of you. Even if it's not food that you necessarily like all the time, right? Sometimes it's chicken nuggies and mac and cheese. Other times it's green beans and you might not like that, right? But they still feed you. Um, they give you clothes to wear. They take you to school. They help you learn. God takes care of you through your parents. Kids, have you noticed that? That God takes care of you through your parents? I hope so. I hope my kid is not paying attention. <laughs> do, do, does God take care of you through me and mommy? Yeah, he does, right? So God takes care of you. And notice what it says. If you obey your parents, it will go well with you in the land. It'll go well with you in the land. What that means is if you obey your parents, for the most part, your life will be a little bit easier as you obey your parents. God takes care of you through your parents. It's, it's, it, it's the road that you have to take to get to a good life, to obey your parents. And then this, I think, is the most important part, guys. Kids, listen to this. Not only does God expect you to obey your parents, not only does God take care of you through your parents, hear this, God is happy when you obey your parents. Why do you think God would be happy when you obey your parents? I think it's because when he sees in you a heart that obeys your mom and your dad, he also sees a heart in you that wants to obey him as well. Because that, those parents in your life are like an authority figure. In one sense, they're kind of like God inside your house. Uh, they represent God in your house to show you what's right and what's wrong. So when he sees you obeying your parents, he also sees inside of your heart a heart that wants to obey him. And that makes him happy, right? So in one sense, when you obey your parents, ultimately, you're obeying God as well. You make God happy when you obey your parents. Because he sees in you a heart that wants to obey him. Now, sometimes our parents might have us do things that we're like, I don't know if this is what God would want us to do. Well, I think that that's fair to ask them questions like, hey, mom and dad, why is this? Why is it that we're doing this? Or you can even ask people at church, hey, my mommy and daddy want me to do these kind of things. Is this what the Lord would have us do? Is this what God would want us to do? And that's okay to have those conversations and, and ask people about those things. But for the most part, overall, Kiddos, what does God want you to do to your parents? Yeah. Obey them, right? And because when you obey them, really, you're obeying God. But now, kids, I'm not going to talk to you guys as much anymore. I'm going to talk to your parents, all right? So you guys get to listen in and hear what I have to tell your parents, okay? So that means you get to hear what they're supposed to do, and you can hold them accountable and tell them how they should live a little bit, right? Yeah. Right? So the command in here is number one, children, obey your parents. But the second command we see in this passage is fathers, raise your children, raise your children. Parents, I don't need to say this, but be intentional about the way you raise your children. Parents are called to disciple their children. Kids, did you hear what I said? Your parents are called to help you know Jesus. Your parents are called, they're, they're put in your life to help you know Jesus. Now notice that this passage does say, fathers, da, 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 da. In this culture, and as, as you can see in our culture, and in the, in the, really as God's expectations, 
He, he gives commandments for the husband, the wife, right, in the, in the passage we saw last week. And then who does he hold resp- ultimately responsible for raising these children? Fathers raise your children. They, fathers have a, a, a bear the responsibility to make sure this happens. Now, as much or more than the dad, the moms are a lot of times going to be directly involved with the discipleship of their kids. That's not to say, moms, you get to just do whatever, and it's the dad's job to, to discipline and raise the kids. That's not the point here. But Paul's saying, fathers, you guys who have the most responsibility, if, if, if a child's not discipled, I'm coming to talk to you guys. I'm coming to your office, your front door, to ask about what's going on. Not your wife's front door but to your front door to say, hey, what's going on? Why are your kids not being discipled? So this passage says to raise your children. It, it kind of has a, has a negative command and a, a positive command. It says, fathers, don't provoke your children. We're going to talk about that. But then it says, raise them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Parents, you got to catch this. You have to disciple your kids because if you don't, the world will disciple them for you. I want to say that one more time so you understand what I'm saying. You have to disciple your kids because if you don't, somebody else is going to do it. They are, they are flooded, inundated with information all the time, whether that's their teachers in school, whether that is YouTube videos that we put in front of them while we're having lunch so that they don't talk. Whatever it is, um, your kids are being flooded, inundated with information all the time. And those voices are going to guide them and steer them and direct them. So if you're not cutting it off at the past, if you're not leading out and saying, uh, kids, this is what we believe, this is why we believe it, and this is how God would have you live, have you live they're going to get the, the way they should live and how they should treat people from other places. So it's important that we be intentional about how we raise your kids. Kiddos, your parents are put in your life so that you can know more about Jesus. But notice how God says to do it. Raise your kids in the instruction discipline of the Lord. But the first command, which is the negative command, don't provoke them to anger. Colossians says it this way. In the, Colossians and Ephesians, sometimes if you read them next to each other, they say a lot of the same things. Because preachers, um, when they get a good sermon, they just preach it like every different place they go. I feel like that's what Paul did with Galatians and, or Ephesians and Philippians. He just kind of says the same things to them. But in a parallel passage, it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become disheartened, lest they become disheartened or discouraged. We've all been there at one point in our time, in our time as parents where we're disciplining a child and we, we're so hard on them to where they've lost their heart. They lose their heart if we're so hard on them. So we have to find the perfect balance that the Lord has with us. And we're disciplining them, and we're raising them, we're pointing in them, in them in the direction they should go, but not in such a way that they're provoked to anger, that they're disheartened, that they're, that they're flustered with your dis- discipline. Not to say that, I, I think that that is, a, is a, um, an overall command, because surely you're going to tell your kids to do something or not do something. Alexa's talking to me on my phone here. Um, or my watch. Um, you're going to tell them to do something or not do something, and they're going to become angry, like a one-time thing. That you have not failed the Lord in that. But what I think it means is, over your your time with them, over the months and years you spend with them, as you discipline them, are you pushing them over the edge constantly to where they they're losing their heart as they obey you? So raise your kids, but do it gently. And a few thoughts. 
um, as, you, as you are called to raise your kids, think about this. You are raising a sinner. You are raising a sinner. Um, kiddos, um, there's something going on in your hearts and your lives that as you grow up, you kind of want to rebel against your parents. You want to rebel against the Lord. Uh, parents, you knew that from when you were a kid, right? Your kids, the ones that you have in your house, they are sinners, just like every other person on the face of this earth. So because they're sinners, parents, you should evangelize them. You should evangelize your kids. You should share the gospel with your kids. Um, do you find parenting hard? That's because it is. Um, you're trying to manage somebody else's growth and manage somebody else's uh, process of overcoming sin. You have a hard enough time overcoming your own sin, let alone managing somebody else's sin. That's why it's hard to parent. But remember, just like your children's obedience to you is not just obedience to you, but to the Lord. Remember this, your child's rebellion against you is not just rebellion against you, but it's rebellion against the Lord. Okay, so when our parent, when our children rebel against us, man, that feels very personal, doesn't it? It feels personal when they rebel against us. But ultimately, no, this is a human being that's trying to grow in and learn how to relate to their creator. So their rebellion against you is actually just a reflection of their heart and their relationship with the Lord. So don't take that rebellion personally. Because when you take that rebellion personally, man, you, you, you respond personally as well, right? You feel, I got to get this kid to obey. I got to get them to respect me. But ultimately, what your goal is, not just to respect you, but to respect the Lord. If they respect you, they're going to go on to the next person and disrespect them because for whatever reason. But if you're teaching them, hey, you need to grow up and learn to trust the Lord and relate to his authority properly, that's going to trickle down into the relationships in their life. So um, you can see in that, this is, this is how all relationships in life work. Your relationship with humanity is a reflection of your relationship with God, right? That's what we saw in husbands and wives. Their relationship is meant to reflect a relationship between God, Jesus and his church. Uh, your parenting relationship is meant to reflect God's relationship with his children. Your kids, their, per, their perception of God is a lot of times based on your treatment of them, the way you interact with them. That's why it's of utmost, important than you, utmost importance that you show them the kind of discipline and instruction that the Lord would show you and has shown us. So remember, your kids are sinners, so evangelize them. But if your children have trusted in the Lord, as, as, as they've grown up, they've, they've trusted in the Lord, you're, you're raising a Christian, so disciple them. Your if your child has been saved and they've trusted in the Lord, you're called to disciple them. Inside of your house is another brother or sister in Christ. So don't see your kids just as your kids if they're saved kids. See them as a brother and sister in Christ that you need to raise and disciple. As important as it is for you to feed them, it's just as important for you to feed them the word of God. Just as important it is to put a roof over their head, it's just as important to teach them to, to run to the Lord as a refuge um, in troubled times. Uh, just as much as all the things you have to do as a parent are important, you need to raise them as a disciple as well. That's just as important. And when you go to find out what is it, how is it that I should raise my kid? What is it that I should be teaching them? How do I go about doing this? 
Get your wisdom from the Lord. Get your wisdom from the Lord. There's a lot of things that you are going to remember. Just as I said, your kids have been discipled by um, the, the voices in the world. You've also been discipled and, and by the world as well. And what I mean by that is sometimes we get these really core values in our heart that aren't necessarily the Lord's core values. There's things you might want to instill in your son that may not be what the Lord would have you instill in him. Vice versa. Things that you've learned as a woman, and this is what, this is what makes a woman valuable, and you're going to tend to pass that down to your daughter. And if that's not the way that the Lord places value on a life, then we shouldn't pass that on to them as well. Do you see what I'm saying? Make sure the things that you're passing down to your kids, how they see themselves as valuable, what makes them worthy, um, how they receive forgiveness, pass the Lord's wisdom down to them, not the world's wisdom. I don't have a lot of um, a lot of specifics of, hey, this is a way to discipline. This is a way to do this. This is a way to do that. Um, if I had if I made a list of all the do's and don'ts of what you should do as parents, that's all we would talk about for the rest of the day. Um, there's a million of those. But I would say the best place to start, the first place to start as a parent of saying, hey, I want to disciple my kids is carve out a moment during your day or your week to say, we're, we're devoting this time as a family to the Lord. Not we're going to go to church or even just pray over a meal, but to say like, hey, we're going to take time. We're going to sit down and carve out some time to talk about the Lord. Now, that doesn't have to be an hour long fight of, of, of I mean, if you try to sit down with your kids and do an hour of anything, you realize that just ain't going to happen. That's not what I'm asking you to do. But just to say, hey, let's sit down. Let's say a prayer and let's read the Bible. That can last two minutes. That can last five minutes. But when they see you prioritizing and saying, hey, let's sit down. Let's read this verse from the Bible and let's pray about it. That can be a simple. That's that's the first start to getting them to start to prioritize the Lord in their life. When you show them, hey, this book that we're going to read from, I think it's important. And I think it tells you who you are and and how we can know God, that's an important thing. That shows, that shows them what you prioritize. Now, if parents with younger kids, there are tons and tons of resources. Hit me up afterwards, and I will send you links to, to resources for having um, Bible studies with young kids. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Jake and I were just talking about recently this book called the Big, uh, Big Picture Storybook Bible, or Storybook Bible. I told him, me and Whitney, when we read through that with Javen the first time, we learn more about the Lord from that book than you know any other book just because it was so simple yet so Christ-centered. It was perfect. It was good. We learned as much more than Javen did. Um, so you can carve out. Uh, that's the one application I want you to take from this is carve out a moment. Um, it doesn't even have to be every day, but carve out a moment in your time to intentionally talk with your kids about the Lord. And to find to 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 um, come to the end of this, I said there wasn't a, a good list of do's and don'ts, but I did want to give you a few things to remember. So a few don'ts. So one is uh, don't use the phrase "do as I say, not as I do." You're a walking sermon. Whatever life you live, you're preaching to your kids how they should live. So don't use the phrase "do as I say, not as I do." You need to live out what you want your kids to live out. Second, don't forget that your kids are kids. Don't set a standard for them that's higher than what you would even set for yourself or another believer in Christ or something higher than that, what they can attain as kids. Uh, third, don't ignore the little things. 
discuss small disobediences with them, but also discuss small and praise small accomplishes accomplishments. When you see them obey and act like Jesus, point it out. Say, dude, you just shared. That's that's what Christ did when he he shared his life for us. Um, hey, you're 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 speaking unkind words to your brother. That might be not a big deal in some people's eyes, but hey, we're not called to treat people that way. Don't ignore the small things so that when you handle the bigger things, maybe those won't come along. Um, Don't forget that change and discipleship is a process. It's not an event. Your child will not change like this because you didn't change like that, right? When you became to know the Lord, you began a process of changing to look more like Him. Don't expect your kids to instantly look like the Lord in one snap of the finger. And then also, this is kind of a, to paint the picture of what we're doing, discipling your kid is, is like painting a picture or building a building. It happens one brush stroke at a time, and it happens one brick at a time. And as you paint that picture of what you want your child to look like, as, as you dip that brush into the, different, the various colors of the things you want to put into their life, make sure that those things are coming from Christ, because he is the only savior to them. Um, as you discipline them, as you speak to them, um, present Christ to them. Show them his love, the way he treated people that nobody else wanted to be around. He loved them. Um, point them to Christ, who um, instead of staying in the comfort zone of heaven, decided to lay down his life for them. Point them to Jesus, who found the perfect balance of speaking truth to people, yet doing it in love and gentleness. Point them to the one Savior, the one place that they can go for true refuge, which is Christ. As you build your child up, as you raise them up brick by brick, brushstroke by brushstroke, make sure that uh, you're getting your building materials from the Lord and Christ's character. Make sure you're getting your paint and the colors you choose from the Lord and His character. And if you do that, by God's grace, uh, your child will be one that's going to impact the world and impact their society in a way uh, that Christ would have them live. Just like, I, just like we said at the beginning, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Parents, as you disciple your child, you're going to impact a lot of people's life by your faithfulness in these early years. And kiddos, remember what we talked about? As you obey your parents, you're helping them to see um, how they should obey their Lord and Savior. So um, parents and kids, let's all work together this week to say, hey, Kiddos, let's obey your parents because that's who God's put in your life to give you guidance and direction. And parents, let's disciple our kids because you're the one person that's been put in their life to guide them. Let's pray.